Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic. A podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and more stuff. And long-ass Mondays. Yeah, that too. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Because that's been your refrain every week since we've been in lockdown. Is this still Monday? Which you usually say sometime between 3 p.m. and 7 p.m.? I was going to say 5 and 8. Sounds about right. Yeah. We'll take it. Because Mondays have just been long. Yes. It's not that Monday has had it had hours added to 24. And it's not that you have a case of the Mondays. No. <laughs> it's not that my Monday has started earlier in the day or necessarily ended later in the day. Although the past couple of weeks it has started earlier because every day has started earlier because you have a pill arm at stupid o'clock in the morning. It is so worth it. To give the boy his pills and then send him back to sleep to let him metabolize them. Yes. I have an alarm. I was going around five and uh, now it's at six. However, most of the time I wake up at five and give it to him at five. Mm-hmm. The six is a backup plan. Right. And the seven o'clock reminder is a, did you really do that? In case I didn't, you know. You used to hate multiple alarms and you used to get so angry at me for hitting the snooze button or for having multiple alarms. And now you're the one with backups for backups. Yeah, but I'm not waking you up with them. No, that's true. Yes. That's the problem (laughs) with the snooze alarm. Yeah. You snooze and I didn't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. No, I don't like having multiple alarms. But I do like making sure he has his pills. Yes. And what we've noticed during the distance learning is exactly how nuts he can be Mm -hmm. all morning long. Like, woohoo, completely nuts. Even with the pills, he's still ridiculous. But once he's had a chance to metabolize them, and once they're actually in his system... The connection of ridiculous to reality gets a little bit closer. Well, and he's just not wound up as much. Like like the, the little wind-up thing is wound really, really tight, and he gets up in the morning and it just keeps going and going and going. And if I get up and give him his pills at five or six, he doesn't get up as fast. He sleeps a little bit more. And when he does get up, he doesn't run around like a maniac. He's not the Energizer Bunny. No. He just goes down and gets his breakfast and, you know, sometimes does the things he should and sometimes does not. And then I have to say, did you do this thing? Did you do this thing? And they're on a list and they're not specific, but they're like, when you got up, did you take your pull up to the trash? Did you take your vitamins, which he's not been doing lately, Mm -hmm. with your breakfast? Did you put the things back from your breakfast? And did you clean up after yourself? Um, and so forth. Yes. And some mornings he can pretty much do that. And I maybe have to remind him every third to fifth thing. In some mornings, I have to remind him multiple sections of the same thing several times before it can happen. Correct. I've witnessed yeah. this. It's slightly maddening. I've had to leave the room. <laughs> I, I, I wish I could leave the room. I know. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Um, I, I forgot that, that you're probably watching this, and I didn't think about what, what your reaction might be. Well, and I always feel bad about this because up until a year and a half ago, half of that was my job. 
Mm-hmm. And I feel bad that there's so much workload in raising the one child and that I can only take such a tiny fraction of that workload now compared to what I used to. And I feel so frustrated all the time that it's like, it's taking such a toll on you and there's nothing I can do. Yeah, I feel bad it's taking a toll on me too. (laughs) (laughs) And I often try to come up with um, hacks. Yes. And some of them work and some of them don't, but it's worth trying because if we just keep doing the same thing, I really will be nuts. Yeah. So some of the hacks are, you know, having the list. Yeah. Which he can refer to. You wrote a list and you taped it up. I taped it up in his room. And I asked him tonight when I put him to bed, do you like this list handwritten or would you like me to type it and print it? And he thought about it for a minute and he said, uh, printed. So I'm going to do that for him. Oh, that's very good of you. Yes. And I usually do it in like different colors and sometimes with a picture. Yes. The picture is helpful. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this is not all that kills your Monday. And this was for a while slightly harder. No, but didn't that long explanation seem like it should have been? I know, right? Yes. And it was slightly harder when we first got this started because we were, you know, laying off of that workload on the weekends, but then it was coming back to bite you in the butt on Mondays because he had had such little structure on the weekends. Yes. But we've got that under control and Mondays are still hella long. They are. And... It doesn't matter too much, like, if I give him pills at five or six, that either somewhere in between there is fine. Mm -hmm. That doesn't change whether when he's standing in the kitchen and he's starting to go to put something away and he turns his head and then he goes in that direction. Yeah. He turned his head to. But having... He gets over there and tries to figure out what he's doing. (laughs) Correct. Although having had it two to three hours before he wakes up does mean that he's not stopping every 10 seconds because something popped into his head that he needs to come and tell one of us about. But wait, I just need to tell you. Oh my gosh, if I never hear that phrase again. But... I had good timing there, didn't I? You totally did. (laughs) That was great. Thank you. Um, But like it takes turning his head to distract him. He doesn't just get distracted by all the random things that pop into his head. And he can't remember to turn his head back and see what he was doing. He just realizes um, he's doing something and so he makes it up. And sometimes it's really crazy whatever he's made up to do. Yeah, that sounds about right. Like this morning, he was having the, I'm on my way to do something, but first I need to tell you. And he wanted to tell me about a Western he had watched. He loves Westerns. Yes. And John Wayne played this character and he would sing a song and it would confuse the other guy in the gunfight or something. And so our boy says he made up his own song that's somehow relatable to this gunfighter's thing. Okay. I declined to hear it at the moment. Okay. Mostly by saying, first we need to. And see, that's something I say all the time. Yes, because he is so distractible. That also means that a lot of the time, not all of the time, he is redirectable. Mm -hmm. Yes, he's not so redirectable after he's had some free time. That is correct. He has a very hard time. He's always had a hard time with transitions. But when he first wakes up in the morning and when he is distractible, he is also redirectable. Mm -hmm. So that is good. But even so, that's not all that's killing your Mondays. Although, like I said, you'd think it should have by now. You would think. That was a lot of stuff to deal with. That's the stuff that happens before I start working. (laughs) And sometimes in between. So we've covered the time between five on Monday morning and eight on Monday morning. What's next? (laughs) And 
And the thing is, between five and seven, nothing else is happening except I've gotten up, given him his pill, and either laid back down or went and got my coffee. Yes. And then... Sometimes you walk the dog in that time. Sometimes I do, now that it's getting a little bit, you know, more pleasant out. Mm -hmm. But that's what happens between eight and 805. Yeah. Or eight and 820. Yeah. That's what happens in a very short period of time, but is so labor intensive, emotionally and otherwise, that it feels like three hours. Correct. You sit down to your work computer in your office. You basically clock in, start looking at what there is to do for the morning, and get interrupted by breakfast for a small man. Yes. Yes. Lately, he comes, he says to me, either when he's still in his room or on his way down, Daddy! Daddy! (laughs) It's my turn. Yeah. To get it? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Sort of. Oh, daddy, that thing. That one. Oh, he does that one too. Yeah. That makes me a little crazy. That's the one when he really wants something. When he just wants your attention, it's daddy. But when he actually wants you to do something or give something, oh, daddy, because he thinks he's being all sweet and cute. (laughs) And I'm just like, stop. You're 13. No, he's not. Well, that's the problem. But anyway. Just a number of years I've been doing this. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I sit down at my computer somewhere between 7.30 and 8 because I'm supposed to sit down at 8 and I know that I'm going to get interrupted somewhere between 8 and 8.30. So you preemptively take your morning break by starting work early. Yes, I can kind of get a leg up on the emails and whatever's happening out there in um, uh, work, work, at ho- work at home land. Yes. And... Uh, <laughs> His question lately is, so what's for breakfast? And I'm, I, I, shrug, kind of question I, is I shrug my shoulders when I'm trying to think, what is this question for? And so I finally asked him the other day, I said, why, why are you asking me that? Yeah. I mean, my answer all week has been whatever you make yourself, which is usually cereal. Well, I think because we did order breakfast one time in this past month. Twice? Well, yeah, we've done a weekday weekday and a weekend thing twice each because we are trying to support our restaurants that we want open when this is supposedly going to be done. Yes, we, we have been doing our best. And since we don't have his babysitter bill, we have the resources with which to otherwise support the local economy. Yes. So, we and get a so yes, we have a, a couple times. A breakfast bowl of burritos or whatever. Yes, we have. And so he'll ask, what's for breakfast? Like he expects us to be ordering something. Well, and we did the very first time. And then I said, we're not doing that again. Because they wouldn't eat the damn thing. And it was a freaking pancake, for Christ's sake. Eat yeah. it, you know? Ugh. Well, I think he's used to gluten-free now and he doesn't know what food tastes like. <laughs> so... I told him that too, but he still didn't eat the pancake. So I'm not buying it. I'm not paying any money for the kid who could just eat the bowl of cereal. Have they noticed that there are uh, frozen waffles that I brought home the other day? No, they haven't. (laughs) So we'll just leave that for someday surprise. I was considering making protein pancakes and having those in the fridge for them to reheat too. They're still in the freezer. Oh, we still have them in the freezer from last time that we had breakfast for dinner? Yes. So yeah, he's asking because he wants the in on, are you ordering something? Yes. And so the answer is, whatever you're making. Right. And so when we did order something again, I'm willing to let him have some of my my whatever I have. Because there's protein in there. Yeah, you and I don't have breakfasts that are big and sweet and floofy. We would pass out halfway through morning emails. (laughs) 
It would be no good. No. So, yeah, that's a no. So now we're at 8.20 or 8.30. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) But see, a lot of this stuff is stuff that happens every day. But you also have a four-day work week. Yes. For the most part. Lately, you've had some things that have gotten pulled out of those four days and tossed into Friday. Yeah, lately I've had a three and a half and then the other half the next day. Right. And so even with that, the Friday is a very specifically dedicated time and there are other things happening Friday that are not on your general everyday work to-do list that get pushed into the Mondays and then you've got a bunch of extra Monday that was left over from Friday. Yes, I often have that, which is why I don't mind as much them asking me to do coverage on a day that's typically not my day to work, because the four-day work week is great. I wish everybody could have something like that. I really think we should have three, but you know. But working from home, it's not, because that extra day before Monday leaves me that backlog on Monday of all the things that didn't happen that I, you know. It's best if I can stay in the loop on a Friday afternoon. Yes. Work a few hours of coverage that doesn't have those other specific things. It's actually kind of like a break. Mm -hmm. I'm working, but it's more of a break. Right. I can get some backlog things taken care of. That's good. If I'm not interrupted too many times by somebody telling me they're done with their work that I am certain is not done. (laughs) Distance learning. Or their laundry. Or their chores or something. Oh my gosh. So lately you've had a lot of extra like contacts and people talking to you about other problems though, because cases that would not have been on your caseload, people are talking to you because you're the kind of the token queer. And so there's been a handful of trans kids and one in particular that's taken up a lot of time and resources in your office lately. And you're like the question person. I am to an extent. And I was otherwise involved in that case. Mm -hmm. So I can be a resource for those clueless people who do want to figure out what they're doing. They actually want to help the kid. Yeah. And and the worker was very happy about the little song that you sent me to send. Oh, I'm glad I sent them the pronoun song as performed by the double clicks. She said it was it was great. Oh, that's it great. It did help her. And and then in our next conversation with said child, that worker was able to correct herself every time they used the wrong name or pronoun and didn't go into the whole sorry, sorry, sorry bullshit. Yes. Just, just move down. Fix it and move on. So afterwards, I did talk to them and say, you did a great job. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how you should do it. You yes. Correct yourself and move on. Yes. So that went well. Good. Yes. But that was taking up like nine and a half hours of my 10-hour day. Mm-hmm. And it was taking up 11 of the workers. <laughs> Eight-hour day. Right. For like three days in a row. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm hoping that we've come up with a really longer-term solution because we've been having a problem that's not been going away. And we may have discovered that the support that is supposed to be available to the child was only a fraction, in reality, a fraction of support and nine-tenths of actual, oh no, we're not doing that. You mean transphobic foster parents aren't actually helpful to trans kids? They aren't. What? Right? Anyway. 
Fortunately, we don't have a lot of this, so we didn't, you know, have a better idea of what was going on until we really pushed the issue mm-hmm. and finally got one of these people to say, I'm just not doing that. And they're like, oh, okay, well, now we see where we're at. Now we see what's going on. So, so anyhow, that's, you know, just one of the many things. I don't know what's making the other Monday so long. If I went back and did an inventory of all those Mondays, went through my calendar and saw what happened, a lot is happening on Monday. Yeah. I mean, it does anyway. It does anyway. Even for people who yeah. always work five days or a Friday or even a Sunday. Right. Like my work wife does. Mm-hmm. And but I hear it from my, my coworkers too, um, the ones who don't work any weekends, and, and they have found many of their days to be very, very long and mm-hmm. would like to go back to the office now. <laughs> Only for that reason. A lot of us would. And I think that's the the difference between your work week of four tens as opposed to five eights or three tens and two fours, two fives. Two fives, yeah. And when you're going somewhere and the kids are also going somewhere, then it's a completely different situation that your Friday off would actually be a day off. Kids would be gone for part of the day. You would have that time to yourself. I'm not even going to think about that because it's going to be so long before such a thing happens. Ever again. I don't even want to daydream about kids going somewhere. Although when they do go somewhere, it looks like we may have finally said the right magic words to get the right kinds of supports for our boy to get him qualified for the more intensive class. Well, we at least know we're going to have a meeting about my request, whether or not it will actually create a solution. It will be on its way to creating a solution. It will be. And the, the paperwork that we got back basically said that they feel the evidence supports your request. Don't we know it? Right? But it's funny because this paperwork is in so much legalese that they have to write, here is what we are choosing to do, and here is what we are choosing not to do. It's an official notification. And what we it are- had to come in encrypted email or U.S. mail only. Uh-huh. And what they are choosing to do is have a meeting. And what they are choosing not to do is decline the option of a meeting. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, really? You have to say that? Yes. Apparently so, because that is an official document. Right. I thought, I've got to get this email from them so I can do whatever. Print it, sign it, scan mm-hmm. it. No, I just needed to say I had it. Yep. And know that it said, we're going to have the meeting. Mm-hmm. We have accepted I, your request for a meeting. I did also notice that it said uh, that they feel the evidence supports my request. Yes. They understand at least as good as we do mm-hmm. what's happening here. And so does the boys' therapist. Speaking of things that get pushed in today's, we have telehealth therapy appointments. We do. And the boy was, this started early in the day with you. He was trying to say something about, like you said, well, when you're a parent, you can do whatever. And he said, I am a parent. Didn't you know I had kids when I was five? He said that to the therapist when he we did. were sitting there. Yeah. I thought he had said something to you earlier in the day. And he might have. I try to ignore this. <laughs> and then the therapist was asking, well, where are they then? And he, he picks up a jar of like air freshener and holds part of it up to the camera and says, their, their dust is in here. What do you mean their dust? Well, what, no, that's not the right word. What do you call it when like they're, they're, they're dead and it, it becomes dust? And I don't remember if I it was ashes? ashes. And he said, yeah. <laughs> 
And the therapist is looking at him like, okay. I mean, he was really... He was really committing a, to this bit. Okay, he was putting on a, quite a show. He had an audience that he had not had in two or three weeks. Yes. And so, yes, he. when we called him in for the appointment, the therapist always talks to us for a minute or two first before talking to the boy, you know, just to frame whatever he needs to talk about. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we called him in, he was swagger and he was an affected tone of voice and a speech patterns were all sideways and yep and we're looking at him like who are you we're like oh the show goes on yep and yeah (gasps) but you know these are the things that become our running jokes because later in the day you were reading a thing about the mass graves in like detroit or new york or one of these places that's had a huge spike. It was. It was New York. You're I'm like, not why say are, all the morbid things? Why are they not? Why, why aren't they? Why are they putting them in the ground? Why aren't they? And I couldn't think of what it was. And that's not unusual for me. No, you you often I lost the word. Lose words. And I, just because you're not a word thinker. I was trying to think of it. I am a word thinker. I sometimes lose words because autism. You right. just lose words because they may not have ever been there in the first place, or they may have They're ran away. Very slippery. <laughs> Wisps of air. The words are wisps of air. So I'm trying to say to you, why don't they do this, that thing? And And I I said, turn them to dust. Yes. And then you couldn't think of the word after that. And I couldn't think of it either. No. And I said, dust instead. And I said, I said, you mean make them dust? (laughs) Yes. And And then we said, yes, yes, that's the thing. And I said, well, it's because. Those are people without any next of kin, without any other traceable contacts. They they can't find the person's relatives or they didn't have any directions for any of that or anyone to contact. And that made sense to you. Yes. Because I said, you have to have permission to um um turn someone into it's dust. Into dust. <laughs> and then we were stuck there. And we couldn't think of the words ashes no. or cremation. No, despite daily news. Oh, for goodness sake. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that was a thing. That it, It's contagious, I think. It was a bit contagious. Yeah. There's a long, long-standing mm, joke saying insanity is inherited. You get it from your kids. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've heard that before. My grandmother had it embroidered in cross-stitch on her wall. I'm sure she did. I've seen those in, in uh, old people's homes uh-huh. when I was a kid. Uh-huh. The the things that the kids say do become the odd sense of humor we need at, at certain points. And that's why when he was saying the other day he wanted biscotti, I was thinking he used to call it something else. And we, and we would say that to each other or, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Pusketti is how, you know, it's the typical consonant flip that most kids do. But he picked a different mispronunciation. And so we always said that to each other. And it was like a Sketti or something like that. No, no, it was something really bizarre. I really wish I could remember this because it was some really... Don't get upsetty. <laughs> my, my words are wisps of air, but his are like... Jumbled Lego blocks? Yes. And he's got Legos mixed with wooden blocks and shit, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he can't make the words very often. Yeah. Yeah. So anyhow. <sighs> 
The other child, you said something about the other child earlier tonight. When you have multiple children in a household, it's often joked in many homes that they trade off who is going to be good and who is going to be bad. Like you can't have them all good at once. Yes. And it is generally fairly rare that they are all bad at once. Thank goodness. Right? Mm-hmm. Usually but, he has the um, thing where he has most of the piece of pie. He takes over. He he confiscates the bad. He commandeers. He uh, He's greedy for bad. <laughs> <laughs> he can't get away from it, really. Yeah. So the other day when he was really good and we were busy being shocked, then we were really shocked <laughs> because the other one wasn't. Oh my gosh, they were not. Number three was just being all sorts of challenging. Yeah. And I understand lockdown is challenging for all of us. And they probably have a lot of pent up frustration and pent up social energy that they are very extroverted. They don't get to go and see all their friends. They have a lot of friends. Yeah. And they are somewhat quietly extroverted, but they Mm -hmm. are definitely not wanting to spend all this time with us. Oh, heck no. Nope. And and just sit around with responsibilities like right. adults do. And because number three is generally the more mature child, I generally try to allow them opportunities to express and develop that maturity. And if they do well, then they get to continue having that privilege. And if they biff it, then I pull the privilege and they get to try and again later. If they biff it, that we would call that lately. <laughs> Yes. yes. Lately, there's been a lot of biffing. Yeah. But at least it's still a learning curve. You it know? is. There like is There's still happen. progress happening, which is, even though the fact that they've required so much extra energy lately, the fact that they are seeming at least to learn from it or like seeming to take some understanding that... I, I'm not seeing an understanding of what I'd like to lately, but what I know is that they will eventually grasp the concept. Yes. If we continue, which we do. Yes, that is true. They they have a much higher capacity for learning and understanding, especially from their own mistakes. Despite their age, which is impressive. Yeah, like they hit teenagerdom early, which number one did also. And here's hoping that they also escape it early. But unlike their brother, it doesn't seem like they're going to have a potentially terminal case of teenager. Right. We were worried about that with number one for a while. Yes. I'm still worried about it with number two, that once they actually get to being a teenager, it may be terminal. They already have minimal enough impulse control and judgment when you get to that that imbalance that happens in teenagers where like things are growing faster than they're connecting. We already have that problem. So I was trying to figure out how this was going to be worse. And because hormones make it worse. Yes, you know what I mean? I know they will. Thankfully, the, that kid got, doesn't have hormones yet. No, he's got like some kind of... It's part of his developmental Secret delay. hormonal delay, which yes, is really, Yes, which is really, such a blessing. Yeah, it is. He needs more time to develop a little bit more cognitive maturity before he jumps into hormones. Well, and see, on his good day... He was almost 13. I don't know about that. <laughs> okay? But he Sorry. was almost like a functional eight-year-old. Okay. That's what I'll I'll give you that. Okay. So I was like, wow, this is so great. This must be like what it's like for a lot of people with their kids all the time. Yes. And then there was today. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's that. But that also, seeing that gave us a new direction to take his therapy appointments. Mm -hmm. It's not just trying to remediate the damage done by the situation from last year with 
the nuclear bombing of our family, but now also trying to work him towards understanding that he makes his own good days. And then from that, he can learn to have some sense of control over remediating his bad days. And trying to aim for good days by doing the things. Yes. So. So that was good. Yeah. That part, knowing self-control makes good days and avoids bad days, that part number three does have. They just choose not to engage with it all the time. Yes, and they feign cooperation often. They feign, yeah, that's Which a is just teenager age. thing. That's just yes. their age, man. It is. It totally that's is That's just age. the way it is, yeah. Which, I mean, you know, I feel frustrated that I have to enforce consequences yet again because it's hard. Stupid consequences. But there seems to be a little bit more, a little bit more cooperation or compliance after each time that the kid deals with consequences and they're like, oh, I don't want to do that again. And then they knock it off for a day or two. And then the next time they knock it off for three or four days. And here's hoping that we can get it to like, oh, I should just not get back into that bad habit. That'll be a couple of years. It probably will. But it will. it's just not, it's not likely in this stage of the game. True. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not really worried about that. I'm only worried when we're in the middle of an uh-oh, and I'm like, oh, no, that's really not what we wanted, and mm-hmm. and I'm not sure how we're going to make it clear that's not what we wanted. Right. And I was really happy with you the other day. You came and talked to me about it. You were like, this situation is really frustrating me, and I don't understand. Please explain to me. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like... People do this thing where they ask the question as a way of making an accusation or, you know, the passive aggressive questioning or the sea lioning that's, you know, I'm asking the question to badger you or I'm asking the question because I want you to feel stupid about your answer or, you know, and you don't do that. And no. I, I don't think I do that, but sometimes apparently it comes out like that or so I've been told. It probably does sometimes come out like that. I mean, I can I can see that being a problem. At, yeah, you know, like in, I never intend unintentionally. That. Yes, but yeah. and it was great. You were like, okay. I, I told you I was more frustrated than I knew was necessary, and so I, I needed some help understanding. And could you explain to me what your thought process was when you let number three child have a privilege that then backfired badly? Yes. And I explained. Has continued to do so. Yes. And I explained, you know, it was that matter of when we're all in lockdown, there are so few opportunities for these kids to express any sort of emotional and psychosocial development that, you know, that maturity that they should be growing into, there's no chance for them to display it if they don't get to go and do anything. If they don't get to have new new privileges and new opportunities because all the opportunities went bye-bye. Yeah, they did. And so I was trying to offer an opportunity and it was the wrong opportunity. Well, there was no way. I mean, after you explained it to me, I thought, okay, now I understand. Mm-hmm. Because this kid needs that, you know, experience. To I mean, all the kids that age need it and mm-hmm. they're not. Probably not getting no any of it, or if they are, it's certainly not enough. No, and a lot of kids at that age, and especially in the neighborhood that we're in and the classmates that our child has with, you know, these middle and upper middle class parents, a lot of these kids are super sheltered and super entitled. 
And so they don't get the balance of privileges and responsibilities. Yeah. And so that is one thing that I have been intent on, that there will be expectations and you will live up to expectations or you will not get privileges. Yeah. And we do this so much that I often wonder why it doesn't work more. Because... (laughs) It's not like it's a bad plan, and I think it's just because it, kids are hard. And, yeah, it's yeah. true. There you go. That's my answer. Kids are hard. Mm-hmm. Don't do it, friends. <laughs> Don't have kids. Never. It's a bad idea. I, I was talking to my nephew the other day because he was stressed because of the world. Yeah. And we were talking about how as adults have more experiences, they can frame things differently and not have as much stress, I said to him. Unless, of course, you have children, then you're just going to have stress. <laughs> and he started laughing <laughs> because he's mm-hmm. a teenager. Yeah. So it, it's just, yeah, it's how it is. Yep. I don't know if there's anything else I could say about that. Well, is that it then? That's it. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening. Our easy kit is a lot of work. <laughs> is this enough space? Do you want me to? No, you're good. I don't want to pull this. You're not going to. Okay. You're not going to. It has plenty of room. Okay. I, it wouldn't be enough room for me. I'd be afraid I was going to bump it. Well, that's why I am had it pulled up like this mm-hmm. so that I wouldn't bump it. Okay. But it wasn't tight like you were. I think you're more used to cords and things. Setting up all that stuff for concerts and whatnot for children. I think you're correct. Oh, I need the notebook. Can't direct a conversation without notes. Well, n- nope. Probably not. Well, I mean, you could, could but it, probably wouldn't go well. it would be more disjointed, which we can do even with notes, so. Right? Oh, gosh. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is... Okay. I put them in the freezer. Protein pancakes. That would be a halfway decent breakfast. We could make protein waffles. Oh, yes. Do we have a waffle maker? Yes. Okay. It's in one of those bins. Yep. And under the kitchen benches. All of this is probably going to get cut because nobody needs to know us deliberating. Where where our waffle maker is? Exactly. In case we wonder, we could just tweet it and they could tell us. You know? Maybe. Do we talk about the other child while we're talking about children or no? I don't know. I think we've filled up our time, but we have a little time if we want to talk about the other kid. Well, we we could at least give a a, a mention. Maybe mm-hmm. not an honorable mention, but a mention. Ha 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 ha!